0: Log Talk Radio.
1: week and a half, technically, because I did that. The why I wasn't seeing watching the Lion King show. So it's like almost two weeks or so. Hey, your girl's been busy. (laughs) This is the last semester, okay? Before my graduate, this is the last semester. My graduation is in December, so you know I've been I've been busy this semester. Okay, so I got so much to tell y'all, tell y'all about my last couple of weeks. Been really good. Last time I told you about a performance I had in class, man, so I performed for studio, the same performance. It's a studio. It's in front of the BFA students. It's, a, it's something we do at, at the school I'm at. And I got, we got to perform the Glass, Menager, the Glass Menagerie and, for them and um, a scene from the Glass Menagerie. And listen, oh, my God, the growth I've had in the last few weeks. Man, I'm so proud of myself. I'm so damn proud of myself, <laughs> and it's and, and um, my theater teacher. She's like, "I'm so proud of you." I'm telling y'all, I, it was a blast. I think I have awoken back to acting. I am. I'm having so much fun now. I'm terrified too. So some days I wake up terrified <laughs> because, like, this is this is a semester I've had more performance and more things than ever. Where that I'm doing things that I. Like that, are like I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. Like really, this semester is like crazy. So I'm directing a play, which
2: is oh my god. <laughs> I don't know what
1: I'm doing, but I do know what I'm doing. It's a fun. I'm having, I'm having a blast. Not doing what I'm doing. Okay, I, I mean, it is so fun. I cannot wait for it to come together. Uh, it's in November. It's November the nineteenth. I have it's two performances. I am excited. We did have four, but we had we had to cut it down because we had a situation. So it's cut down to two performances. I'm so I'm so excited, and I'm so excited about the cast I chose. And it's so different. It's based on a play called King, King Arthur's Socks. A uh, sing it's a sing King Arthur's Socks. It's a short play and it is about infidelity and all these fun things in the 1920s okay and i use a cast that is very diverse okay so i'm i'm i mean it's not really diverse it's diverse for my for my school i think <laughs> but i am so excited and man i cannot wait okay just very excited and i've got a great cast a great a group of people helping me, my assistant director, director, she is wonderful. I love her. And then uh, my, uh, I mean, my stage director, and she's my assistant. She's my stage manager and assistant director. And then my assistant stage manager is wonderful. I mean, I've just got the scenic people, everything. Oh, my God, it's so great. It's coming together. I love it. <laughs> So I'm having a blast doing that. Okay, so it's keeping me busy because, like the last couple of weeks, you know, I've been breaking down scenes and stuff like that, and you know, and I'm I've been doing blocking, and so it's that's a, that's a whole other thing, and I'm doing it from a director's point of view and not as an actor. So you know, it's crazy. Plus, I'm learning monologues and stuff from my for these performance classes I have, which I have two of them. <laughs> But it's so fun. I'm, listen, I am having fun, and its I have one class, it's Audition Showcase, and it's getting you back into the mode of auditioning. And so it's where we practice auditions and stuff like that, which I haven't auditioned for acting stuff in a while. So I'm excited. I feel my energy coming back. And I, my teacher says to me last week uh, in this class, that she says, I think I love it because you're remembering now that you're a performer. And I was like, "Shit, I forgot." <laughs> you know, so I've, I've so it's been fun. Okay, I love the arts, and it's you know it's fun for me to get back in. I'm having a good time. Okay, it's really good. You know, I who knows? I might even start singing again. You never know.
3: <laughs> That's always odd.
1: Right, but it's fun I'm having too much fun So, you know, because I've discovered, like, musical theater again And so I'm like, shit, maybe I need to do some music stuff, you know, or whatever Because I see so many options in the theater And, you know, I know that my granny will be so proud of this Because this is my granny This is, you know, listen My granny always knew that I should be that, go that way route, okay So I'm excited even though I'm, I'm an old girl going into it, and here's the cool thing. I feel like I've gotten so, like, these classes I'm in, Listen, even though I'm like one of the, probably the oldest student in some of them, because, you know, a lot of people don't take theater when they go back to school at my age, but that's what I started off in. And I was like, shit, I'm going to finish it, right? And I wish that more people should because they would love to probably love it because there's so many options that you can do with theater, teaching, so many things. But what are the, what's the, one of the things that I, 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 I'm finding out, even though I'm, like, nervous, I have this one class, it's a clown, it's called Physical Theater, and it's about movement. And I am a, listen, okay, I'm going to get back to my, my story, but let me tell you all. I'm kind of, I'm going sidebar. But this Physical Theater class, it terrifies me. Every time I'm like, oh my god, I gotta go to this class. <laughs> I mean, it's I love it, but it is like, if I'm a person who loves control, okay, I control my moves, I control my movement, I control every fucking thing I do. So, so for me, it's like a class where you know we put on these clown noses. It's really people call it clown class. It's clown movement. It's about you're, you're really learning your inner clown because at the end of the class you're going to do a performance in for in for clown, like clown performance for um, like a show, right? And it is one of the most challenging things for me because I am not used to not having control. So like we've been doing these little things in class where you get up in front of the class and you know you just may have an object to work with or whatever and you can't think you just have to do what you're thinking at the time. Like, your brother, oh, my God, I'm like, I'm terrified. Oh, <laughs> am like, I don't know what to do. But, excuse me, I'm drinking, you guys, I'm talking to you. But it's so interesting because, you know, I'm learning to not have as much control, okay? So, yeah, yeah. So that's been my last couple of weeks here. Uh, going, I've been enjoying myself. But terrified at the same time (laughs) Terrified (laughs) And here's what I'm saying all this for Because, you know, being an older person in class Is so wonderful because all of the younger people in this department Some of the younger people that I know in the department They are so supportive Like, they're like, oh, you can do it And I have this one, the audition showcase class It's like five of us or four of us in there And it's a very small unit, you, know, you know, auditions and stuff like that. But, oh, my God, they are so supportive, like, in helping, you know, an older girl like me come back in and making me feel welcome. Even in my tattle, which I've had tattle before, but it's really this this year I felt even more so like the support and energy surrounding it. So I, I'm i so excited. I cannot tell you. I'm learning so much from these, like, you know, brilliant young minds, in my opinion, and brilliant older minds, I mean, my age minds who are teaching the class classes. So I, I'm, I've i had a blast so far, I, but I am terrified of them because <laughs> it's, it's actually pushing me so much out of my comfort zone. And October, I feel, is going to be a month because I'm heading towards my – you know, half a century birthday, it's coming up. Oh gosh. I don't even know. I'm like, goes you know, my mom. My mom the other day, I am talking to my mom and my mom goes, "Oh, you're going to be 50?" <laughs>
2: I'm
1: like, you should know. <laughs> but I mean, I'm like, I don't I I'm glad. No, no, God, thank God. I'm I'm I, you know, there's a, you you want to get older cuz there's the alternative, right? Nobody wants to alternative. them. You want to get older, okay? But I'm just like, wow, how do you do 50? (laughs) I don't know how to do 50. I'm like, what is that? What is is it? What does that look like? (laughs) What do I do? (laughs) I don't know how to do it. But I'm excited, okay? So I'm going to be that 50-year-old that's probably doing 24 still, right? (laughs) <laughs> I got a youthful heart, okay I I'm sorry, I don't really know how to do it At I don't have children So I don't really know how to do that age <laughs> I have little nieces and stuff like that And, and nephews and stuff I still don't have how to fit okay I don't know, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out, we'll figure it out Because we want to figure it out, right So, yeah, so I'm excited That's coming up in a month <laughs> Less than a month now Oh my God, and I have so many fun things I'm doing for my birthday One of them, you know, my favorite thing to do, pole dancing. (laughs) So I'm all excited. So I'm having a pole dancing party because I I think I was a stripper maybe in a past life. (laughs) Even though I can't dance anymore. But I love to think I can, right? It's my dream to spin around a pole. (laughs) Okay, y'all like Carlotta. Oh, my God. No, not like a for not for a vocation. No, like spin around the pole in my own private time, like do my own private day. If I could, you know, that's one of the things I want to take up. like sexy dance classes. I really want to learn to do, I'm, I'm, I'm determined, you know, I'm heading towards my 50s. I wanted to do it before then, but I'm going to do it. Okay But so I'm having my birthday 50th birthday party Around my favorite thing Dancing and pole dancing It's Me and my girlfriends We have so much fun We had so much fun I think it was my What was it My 45th birthday We did it And we had a great time It was so fun And so they're excited About it again And all that So I'm excited Then I have a, I have a birthday gift To myself But I can't I can't tell y'all I'll tell y'all later <laughs> it's gonna be a fun month, I think. <laughs> oh my god, I'm excited. Okay. What's next? Oh my god, we got so much to talk. What is it? I gotta me pull up my show. I've already I started out with you guys so high strong. Okay. We I guess I gotta come on and give you all my two cents about the things going on in the world. So much shit is happening. Okay, we did I talk about, I talked about Elizabeth's passing, didn't I? We talked about, I don't know if I ever got a chance to say anything about Elizabeth. Y'all know how, y'all know how I felt about Elizabeth. Elizabeth is one of those things, I, and just in case I didn't say anything, because I don't remember. But Queen Elizabeth, you know, like I I think I did talk about it. But, you know, hey, I'm not for what they did, what she, you know, what she represented. But I can respect power. I did talk about that. You know, I respect the power, okay? Okay. Um, yeah, so what else has been going on? Uh Nia Long? Oh <laughs> y'all out here so surprised Nia Long is getting played on. I'm like, huh? People get played on. It happens in life. That what what is going on here? Now her man, Udaka, whatever the dude's name is, we got, we gotta talk about that later on. Chow, he was messy. Now, I will say this, but I'm just going to give y'all this teaser before I get into the conversation a little later on in the show, okay? But Nia talking about she was side swiped, allegedly, if they said Nia said she was side swiped, baby, no, baby, who did, Nia, no, 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 I'm a Scorpio, I know she was not side swiped. Only way Scorpios are side swiped about cheating and things like that, most of us, either you're We always have a gun. Maybe we don't want to know, or else we just simply don't care. Like if you've been playing on us and then we find out and we're like, oh, damn, that's shocking. It means probably if we're shocked, it means that we probably don't care about it. (laughs) I hate to tell you all that secret about us, right? We don't care about you playing, right? Because maybe... (laughs) Maybe we don't give a shit. You know, but we usually know. Most of the time we have a sixth sense, even if we're in denial, because Scorpios have a sixth sense. So Nia Long tell, saying she did not know, uh, I don't buy that, okay? Not at all, not at all. And I heard uh, Apollonia, astrology lady, my astro- my astrologist, talk about this too. And when she said it, I was so glad because I was like, yes, girl, I know. No way, no way a Scorpio woman does not peep game, okay? <laughs> okay? And I, I think I'm going to talk about it a little later on. I think I understand what the situation You know, Scorpios, we're going through a strange transit right now. You know, all signs are, but we're really going through a strange, like, revolution of sorts. And I'm really scared of it because, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, all the upheaval and stuff. But it, you know, the star, you know, the, the, the way the planets and stuff are lined up. You know, hey, God has God has plans for Scorpios, okay? So yeah, interesting. Uh, it's a word. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't have one. <laughs> but i am going to give y'all one okay so let me go on to my because it's on my page i think i'm going to give you one Mm,
2: mm, mm, mm,
1: mm. i'm excited i haven't talked to you guys i haven't got to share you know my crap and talk you know type crap so i'm excited to be doing this okay here's my it's a word for you okay so my instagram for social for those of you follow my instagram you've probably seen it it's Fear is always triggered by creativity because creativity asks you to enter into realms of uncertain outcomes, and fear hates uncertain outcomes. This is nothing to be ashamed of. It is, however, something to be dealt with. Elizabeth Gilbert, big magic, okay? I love that quote because fear is always triggered by creativity, okay? Once you're deciding you're going to create something and you don't know what where that's going to leak, that sense of creativity or that sense of newness in your life is going to lead you, but it it, it brings about a certain type of fear, you know. And I love the way she says uh, that this is nothing to be ashamed of, however, it is something to be dealt with. You have to deal with the fear. So I love it. That's your it's a word. Simple as that, that's it. <laughs> okay. All right, so what else? What else did I you about? Shows. Okay, I have been watching Love After Lockup. Child, a hot mess. I ain't really talk to y'all about a little bit lock up yet. Child, it's too much. It's too much mess going on. They a lot up in there. Ooh, Dante and uh what old girl. Oh man, we got I might have to save that for next week. It's too much. It I'll be stressed out talking about it. <laughs> but uh what else? The dragon, uh the what's it? Game of Thrones dragon thing, uh the house of dragon dragons. I love, 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 the show. <laughs> uh, I did. You know what? Listen, it's a case. Let me tell you something. And I was just talking to one of my actors about this. Oh, <laughs> I love saying this. One of my cast members, one of my actors, who's in my in my play, and she she has a very small role in the play, but it's a scene stealer. And I was telling her, I said, you know, you know when they say a small actress can still a scene, like it could be for small things, and they could still, and we were having this conversation. I was trying to tell her she's this This is a scene still for her. But I feel like that about House of Dragons for the girl who was lead, for the first girl they had playing, uh, and I forget her name, Oh my God! Shit! I forget. You know I'm bad with characters' names. But I, the girl who's uh, the girl who plays the head, who's the who's the heir to the throne, the princess who's gonna inherit the Iron Throne once her father died. Well, the younger version girl, she was that. Even though she played in that show a short few episodes, my God, she's so intense on screen, so powerful. I found myself missing her when the older person came along to take the role. I was like, no <laughs> I didn't want her to go Because she That's a theme stiller I mean, she she was only in a few episodes But oh my god Her playing that role So powerful Powerful look, everything So yeah, it's interesting So I've been watching that um, What else Have I been watching? Kanan, Power 3 Oh my God! The last episode. Oh, if y'all have not seen, let me just say this for y'all, okay? If y'all not watching Canaan Power Book Two, let me let me let me tell all you Power fans, it is so good. And eventually, you know, there's rumors that 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 eventually we're getting to the point of the story where you're gonna get to meet a young ghost and a young Tommy. So I'm excited about that. I think we're getting close. But listen, the shit that went down this this week with Rock and and everybody—oh my god—it's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a drug dealing hot mess, child. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So y'all y'all need to check that out. Okay. I won't say anymore. I won't ruin it. But yeah, it's it's a, it's it's a mess. Okay. Up in East. Up in those uh, you know, power streets. Um, what else, man? I don't think I have anything else. I can't. We'll think of stuff during the show. I guess I'll think of stuff during the show. I don't have anything else. Okay. All right. I don't think so. Do I? I don't think. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. So when I get back, okay, we're gonna take a break real quick. But when I get back, we're gonna talk about Putin has not stopped coming for Ukraine. Putin is still out there. You know what? The United States is spending all kinda of money on poo, but meanwhile Jackson is over there with dirty water. What's going on in Jackson, Mississippi with the water messed up? But they spending money everywhere else? This is a crazy world we live in. Man, crazy. And then we gotta talk about Beto. And why listen, y'all gonna start thinking I'm a Republican. I'm I'm not I I I think conservative on some things, but I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I frankly don't like parties. I think parties tell people, tell me where you stopped at in terms of your thinking. But to me, I can I tend to agree. I Sometimes I lean more conservative or whatever, if you want to call that. Sometimes I lean more liberal. But let me just say this. Beto, Texas has some issues. But the thing about Beto I was thinking this week, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's what I was thinking about Texas. And let me explain why. You know, I hear a lot of people talking shit about Governor Abbott, talking shit about the Republicans. I mean, and it's crazy to me because there are people running to the state of Texas in droves. Like, it's it's crazy. If the politics are so bad, what the fuck are you running from? (laughs) Why are you here? If it's this bad, if it's that bad, why did you come to the state? We're going to talk about that. we got to talk about this. It's, it's something crazy right now to me. I don't know. You know, sometimes I think parties, some parties run certain towns and cities better. And you just have to, I don't know, you have to get a feel for that. And maybe the conservatives
2: run Texas a little better. I don't know. I
1: don't know. Y'all tell me. We'll talk about that. And, mm, mm. mm. Child, y'all yeah, know Tim got found guilty, okay? Child, was, are we surprised that Tim from Sweetie Pie's out in these streets got found down here, out in these streets guilty? No, we're not. But here's the sad part, man. Miss Robbie chose the last Sweetie Pie's in St. Louis. Now, she does have one in Mississippi, which tells me she's moving to Mississippi. But, oh, Lord, isn't it sad? I mean, what a sad ending
2: to Sweetie Pies.
1: I mean, it's still there in Mississippi, but a sad ending to it in St. Louis. And you know what? I'm, here's the thing. I'm grateful that I got. To, thank you, Maxwell. Thanks to Maxwell because my chasing around my
2: favorite
1: <laughs> obsession concert, Maxwell. I got to go to Sweetie Pies. My grandmother had even been to Sweetie Pies. Okay. But I got to go to Uppercrust and I got to meet Miss Robbie and everything this this year. So I'm so grateful for that moment. So I did get to finally go. Finally and Miss Robbie having to be there that day, everything. So yeah, man. So we gotta talk about that. We're gonna talk about uh Stacey Abrams. <laughs> She's losing. Y'all y'all funny. People <laughs> Am I surprised? No. Uh, and we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about there's going to be his, – his, I I saw a thing with Mexicans in Wakanda. No, I'm not trying to be mean or funny. I'm not trying to be derogatory. I'm telling you, they have Hispanics in Wakanda. <laughs> when I saw the thing, I was like, huh? What is going on here? I mean, talk about trying to take the black and brown coalition – Places it'll never go. I mean, I think people are really trying to sell us on this coalition that's really not a coalition. No, but doesn't mean I don't like people of of other of other uh, groups. It just means that there's a false sense of diversity running around. So we're gonna talk about that. Uh, Then we're gonna go to Nia Long and talk about y'all, what y'all been all talking about. Me is man cheating. Okay, we'll talk about that and a whole lot more when I get back on the CC show. Meanwhile, we got to get into some music. Hold on, where am I? Where, are we, gonna, where are we gonna play? You know what I want to hear? I'm in the zone. <laughs> Still fun to me. Like it. It's fucking. It's still a funny song to me, but it grew on me. I can I tell the truth. Maybe because I heard it a hundred times at the the uh, the concert. So like the shit's grown on me. <laughs> so I want to hear it just for my amusement and shit. Okay, Maxwell off, y'all. We are gonna start off with tonight. It's the CC show. I'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs> I'm a clown.
2: <laughs> All right, about
1: <I'm> <laughs> just I'll be. Mean, I'm not out, but you know I'm taking a break. <laughs>
4: Not
0: alone, am I alone, I
4: fear that you don't agree, oh, do you believe, baby? do you feel the baby, decisions like this are not meant to be made alone, And I come through it.
1: All about it, you know. What years ago? I think I was working like in retail, or something. I was managing a store, and this song comes on. You know, that you know it comes on like over that song comes on, and I'm like, oh my god, that song is so dope. and I saw her perform it one time. I mean, just oh so sexy, so subtly sexy. <laughs> so I love that song I love it Alright uh, And that is Natalie Cole Tell me all about it Before that Maxwell is It's not I'm in the zone Even though it's off <laughs> Even though That's the only thing I can think of When I hear that song I'm in the zone <laughs> That's the only piece of night Y'all gonna get Okay Shit I think that's it I'm I hiding it That's it Okay y'all, the, the night tour is going on Night part two is going on But there's no night <laughs> no night, nowhere. It's like, I think he gave a timeline. Oh, shit, he did. Wait a minute. He kind of gave something. I can't, like a mystery. You know how he talks in code? Y'all know I always love to talk about Black here. Okay, so you know how he talks in code? I think he said, like, he was going on tour. I mean, he, night part two would happen. And then something in between there, I forget what it was, and then the foreign leg of the tour. <laughs> and then I think night would be released. I'm like, what the fuck? How you going to release night after I actually been going on tour with it? <laughs> uh, this is interesting, okay? So it's like, I don't know if he's just going to just let, you know, he's just going to run around here doing the night tour. I guess night is good. You're going to get a night tour, four and five, when the actual – the actual night out, <laughs> which I'm not expecting until 20,
2: 2026. <laughs> okay, shit.
1: I'm, I'm giving up. All right, it's the CC Show. I am back. We are talking hot topics. Let's start off with um, Hurricane Arlene expected to heat western Mexico by Monday. Shout out to all the people in Florida. My my One of my best friends lives in Florida, and I was calling, I, you know, me and her was texting the other day, and they were on the way to a shelter, and I was like, what did you, you never stay? Like, normally, she never, they, her and her family are gone ahead of time, but she's like, oh, we decided to stay this time, so they were on their way to a shelter, and then we texted, so she was fine and everything, but oh, my God, that is some scary stuff, okay? So, um... Glad to, for all of y'all out there who's in, you know, Florida, the islands, and stuff like that. Wishing you, uh, you know, I know it's hard right now, especially if you in uh, the, the aftermath. But still wishing you uh, recovery and blessings. Okay, man, it's just tough out in these streets, especially with high ass inflation. Thank you, Joe, and COVID. <clears throat> anyway, okay, so. But they're now saying Hurricane Arlene is expected to hit Western Mexico by Monday. Hurricane Arlene, this is according to uh, msn.com. It says Hurricane Arlene, a Category Three storm, is approaching Western Mexico and could bring significant wind, storm surge, and rainfall to the region as early as Sunday night, forecasters said. The storm was about 115 miles southwest of Le, Le, <coughs> excuse me, La Islas Islas Marias, and our Archipelago. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Of four islands, and was moving north. The National Hurricane Center said on Sunday afternoon, Arlene had a maximum had maximum sustained winds roughly at 115 miles per hour, with higher gusts. Category three storms are considered major hurricanes and have speeds of 111 to 129 miles per hour. So, prayers the people in Mexico. That's scary. Listen, you know, I know people love to say global warming. You know, the earth, you can't really stop things. <laughs> the earth is constantly changing. I know people hate when I say this. Some people, it's not that I don't believe in global warming, but I do believe in <clears throat> human warming, <laughs> Human, humankind. Um, when we are in a certain state, I believe we put the world in a certain state. Uh, I believe that is well. maybe some people say karma on the world or whatever, but... I think there is a certain justice that uh, that the earth. How can I explain? Like the earth serves up to us when we're out of our minds as humans, and I think that's God's purpose. You know, there's a lot of people even when you call it the end times. I believe that because it's a it's a time that is out of order, and maybe where we've turned from God. So, to me, it's so important. once it's To me, in my personal opinion, is once we have our own energy and our own vibes, like, the universe and nature have to get a lot. But when we're out of control, um, I believe that's what happens. This is my personal opinion there, okay? But very interesting, all these hurricanes, stuff like that, okay? Uh, next, uh, what are we going to talk about? Uh, Putin proclaims he's... <clears throat> Excuse me. He's annexing four regions of Ukraine. U.S. slaps new sanctions on Russia. Uh, it says Russian President Vladimir Putin used a speech in Moscow Friday to falsely proclaim uh, four Ukrainian regions were now part of Russia Federation. A move that comes amid Moscow's growing battlefield setbacks in its war in Ukraine and the decision to call up tens thousands of reservists. Okay, Putin. And you know, a lot of people think. That America is helping Ukraine to prolong something that is inevitably to believe that may happen, I don't know, very interesting. I know they're spending a lot of money over here over there while their own citizens in America are suffering. so to me, that's crazy. but it says Putin claimed, uh, claimed illegal annexations were the will of millions of people to huge applause during a signing ceremony in the Kremlin. St. George's Hall, despite widespread report of voter coercion and people being pressured at gunpoint. The illegal occupation could potentially raise the stakes of Russia's seven-month-old war in Ukraine because Putin vowed to defend the annexed territories with all available means, a veiled reference to his insistence he would be prepared to use nuclear weapons if Russia's territory is threatened. Russia is incorporating the Dostoevsky, Luhansk, Zaporizhia, I don't know if I'm saying that right, and Kherson areas of Ukraine, representing roughly 15% of Ukraine's territory, following widely discredited referenda that uh, mirrored a similar move to annex Ukraine's uh, Crimea region in 2014. Um, during the wide-range address, Putin called the Ukraine to negotiate over the war. Russia started with uh, restated and restated a logic list of complaints against the West, such as that it doesn't want us to be free society, and it wants Russia to be a colony. His address was full of historical inaccuracies about the fall of the Soviet Union. Putin also accused the U.S. and Britain of sabotaging Nord Stream gas pipelines in the Baltic Sea. Very interesting. Um you know, here's my thing. You know, I saw something today. I forget what it was, uh, where it was talking about um, warring countries. And it and one of the countries, uh, I think it was Jimmy Carter, has said, not that I agree a lot sometimes with Jimmy Carter, but Jimmy Carter has said that um, America has been one of the most warring countries because America has essentially for the last 30 to 40 years played, played world police in an imperialistic kind of sort of way, right? Uh, And he was just saying that America has had his hands so much involved in different uh, fractions of war. Um, And I don't know, you know, whether that hurts us as a country, because to me now we're getting so that we're getting involved in these other groups and things like that, when our own citizens are suffering, when you have when you're stealing billions of dollars to Ukraine but yet in Jackson they don't got they ain't got proper water that when they turn on the water, the water turns turns black. How dare you? I mean, it's just this to me it's just shameful. It's just like the story they used to tell in the hood about the uh, woman who took care of everybody's kids on the block but her own two kids went to jail. <laughs> meaning that she was neglecting her own family, but meanwhile out there taking care of everybody. So this is what kind of American and American politicians remind me of, okay, but very interesting, getting in business that ain't theirs. Uh, Now, the other day, Greg Abbott and Beto Beto O'Rourke hold first and likely the only debate in race for Texas governor. Abbott and O'Rourke uh, you are eager to uh, spotlight like striking different issues with just three weeks, okay? Uh, Republican Governor Greg Abbott said Friday night that Texas would send busloads of migrants who crossed the U.S. border to more cities, and Democrat challenger Beto O'Rourke pledged tighter gun laws as parents whose children were killed in Uvalde school shooting stood outside an auditorium, hosting the only debate before November's election. <clears throat> The promises reflected how Abbott and O'Rourke are eager to spotlight starkly different issues, with just three weeks before voting in competitive a Texas governor's race that is one most closely watched and expensive of the 2022 midterms. Listen, if Beto O'Rourke wins, it will probably—I would say—he it was total cheating. <laughs> Uh, My personal opinion, because Texas is very much still, even though I believe the map of Texas is changing, because like I said, when you have influxes of people running from other cities, lots of people from the West Coast and stuff like that, they tend to bring bad politics with them. They don't ask themselves the question like, why did we leave California? Why did we leave the city in which we live? They don't understand that every day is politics. Not that I'm agreeing with Republicans, and not that I'm agreeing with Democrats, because there are some things I don't like about Republicans, there are some things I don't like about Democrats. But I tend sometimes to lead a little bit more conservative in terms of budgeting and stuff like that. But people tend to bring their bad politics, and they vote the same way. Instead of asking yourself what made you run to a city if you don't like the politics of Texas. Texas, to me, has has had it was something that uh, Governor Abbott said at the end of his speech. He said, hey, Texas is number one in this, is number one in that, number one in this. And I'm like, that's why the influx of people is is coming in. It's it's not that Texas doesn't have problems. It does. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. What well, is right? Because there's tons of people moving to the state. Yes. The state was doing something wrong, like no jobs and stuff. People are moving here for jobs and all kind of stuff, higher pay and everything. That means politics might be working. So you need to find out how does politics work in Texas? How does that affect? What is, is it better for me to vote conservative or is it better for me to vote something else? But one thing that doesn't seem to work, if you run from California and you came to Texas, what did you leave California for? A lot of times you hear California say, "Oh my God, it got too high." Those are politics. Oh, that are they ran from New York? Oh, it got too high. It got to this. Those are liberal cities. What were they spending on? Why did Why did the politics, rents being too damn high, cost of living being too high, or other things move you out of a place that you would normally stay in? and you normally uh, voted for those people, why did it move you to a a very conservative place that probably doesn't have as much? People don't ask themselves those questions. And so they tend to bring in bad politics. They don't change anything. They don't ask themselves questions about why did I move here? You know, and if you ask us that question, you might say, hey, well, they doing something good in Texas because I bought my ass here to get work, or I bought my ass here to such and such. So to me, Texas right now, under Governor Abbott, I don't like everything about Abbott, but I like him way better than Beto O'Rourke for Texas. The politics of California has not been working. <laughs> We've got tons of Californians here. So the question becomes, I mean, not that I think he's perfect, but, you know, I, you know, it, it's, it's it's strange. There's some things I don't like, but I actually feel like if it's not broke, don't fix it, okay? But it says, but Abbott was more assured while defending his dramatic steps on Texas border that are the centerpiece of his campaign for a third time, sharing a stage with a war for the first time. Abbott boasted about $4 billion operation that has included migrant jails and buses to New York. Chicago and Washington by criticizing Joe Biden by name as much as his underdog opponent opponent sitting across from him. And listen, I'll just say this about Beto O'Rourke. I think the Democrats know he's going to lose, but I think they're trying to use him to build. And it it was a great question the other day in the debate (laughs) that uh, one of the commentators asked him. He said, are you running because of aspiration? Because you've ran for a couple, few offices and you've lost. And he's like, are, are you running for public service? Like, what's your, gig? what's your gig? Well, I personally think Beto O'Rourke is all about aspiration in the Democratic Party. So he's ran. He's had a very Barack Obamaish time. He just, but instead of, he lost, Barack did win his senator seat, state senator seat eventually and then senator. But Barack didn't stay in, um, he jumped really fast for a politician. Beto O'Rourke, I think they want to take him on that same journey, but they just haven't run for certain things to where his name is recognized so much out here that he'll either have a chance for governor, maybe again in four more years when the state becomes more in flux with people who have uh, 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 maybe more leniency towards Democratic uh, votes, because I do believe the map is changing, or else – They want him to run later on, maybe for a president or something like that. I would not be surprised if they're trying to do something else. I do think they think this is probably a a lost thing, okay? Uh, But we'll see. Uh, Very interesting, though. It was a very interesting uh, debate. And let me just say this. Beto O'Rourke, he looks so angry and unhinged all the time. He didn't come across very good, in my personal opinion, on the uh, thing. And it's, I mean, uh, but, you know, he has to work on becoming a little bit, I think he thinks that's passion, but instead he looks a little unhinged. (laughs) So very interesting, though, with the two of them, okay? Also, oh, my gosh, sweetie pies, y'all. I talked about it before uh, uh, we left out. But it says, Sweetie Pies closed its final St. Louis location as owner's son found guilty in murder for hire plot. This is according to People.com. It says, James Tim Norman was convicted earlier this month of commissioning the murder of his nephew and co-star Andre Montgomery in 2016. Sweetie Pies, the popular soul food restaurant made famous by the own reality show, is closing its final location days after the owner's son was found guilty in a murder for hire plot. Now, the the only location, I think, that was left in St. Louis, but she says claiming that there's still one open in Jackson, Mississippi, okay? But it's saying the St. Louis, Missouri, institution will shut down its doors on Sunday, according to owner Robbie Montgomery. She says, thank you all so much for the many years of support. She wrote on Instagram Wednesday alongside a photo of a notice that says, the eatery will make way for a veterans' hospital expansion, okay? We thank each and every one of you for 25 years of support to Sound Red. Welcome to Sweetie Pies Ran on on for nine seasons from 2011 to 2018, documenting the operations around a family-owned restaurant. It was one of the first reality shows to premiere on Open World Network when it first launched. Uh, it made the network, too. And let me just say this, though, about um, – it's where the network discovered that black viewers were uh, something to go after, okay Because uh, Oprah was trying to do something completely different, in my opinion um, Sweetie Pies, uh, I you know, here's the thing uh, I never remember when Miss Robbie was talking about fighting that expansion and everything um, Closing up and moving out of St. Louis, I don't think it's just because of the expansion that she's doing that Miss Robbie is probably, my personal opinion, just my opinion, has probably spent a lot of money on the defense for Tim, you know. And I'm pretty sure that has um, set that, because he ran the operations with Miss Robbie, and I'm sure it set, even though he was doing a piss poor job, in my personal opinion, when they showed him on the show. I don't know how he was doing after the show, but... it's just probably spending all that money on the defense and everything. Uh, it's just sad to see something that was was a, a staple in St. Louis that helped with you know with tourism, that helped in the community and everything, for it to go out in such a sad way, and for a Black American family to 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 talk to to be the faces of entrepreneurship and what can happen when you build from nothing, for them to have this in is just uh, just so sad to me. But I wish Miss Robbie and the family nothing but luck. Uh, Tim,
2: uh, mm, 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 Lord.
1: I know Tim out here telling the story that he ain't guilty with a child that's hard to believe out in these streets. With the evidence they had. Hey, you gonna have to come with more than that, but very interesting, okay? So um uh, what else we were we supposed to talk about? Uh let's
2: see.
1: We talked about Great Abbott. Let's see. Okay, so I'm gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come back and we gonna talk about the Mexican things about Wakanda, uh, Stacey Abrams, and we're gonna talk about uh, Eudoka and the STD epidemic. We're gonna get all that and more. Oh, we gotta talk about Lizzo's flute, Lizzo playing the flute in that situation, the Jane Madison flute, and the uproar that ensued surrounding that. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more. Um, meanwhile, i us just going to take a quick break real quick, guys. Uh, we'll listen to Gino Vanelli, one of my favorite songs. I just want to stop. It's Carlotta. I'll be back in a moment.
0: very best in government politics, celebrity entertainment, music news. Tune into the Carlotta Choward Show right here on Block Talk Radio.
1: So, okay, so this week on com, they had an article up this video, Who Are Three Mexicans and Black Panther Wakanda Forever? It says Hurata, I don't know if I'm saying their names right, like Mabel Kadena, and uh, Josu Jose, is that Josu? Uh, Mach, Machiashi had it well hidden, although the fandom already smelled it. They yelled out, uh, Tanoshi Runta, what the hell, in full presentation. And they put emojis of hearts on Mabel Kadena and social networks, and many began to meet Joshu Mayaki. They were the first reactions to the people when officially presenting three Mexicans at Comic Con in San Diego as part of the new feature film Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which will hit theaters in November. uh, Tinashe, uh will play Ma- Marine Prince Namor, Mabel will play Namor, her cousin, and Hoshu will play Atuma, a fearsome warrior. Um. <laughs> Hollywood is hilarious when they try to do diversity. Um, I don't know. Um, People say these characters in the uh, book—they were. I don't know what they're. Listen. Sometimes I hate false diversity and false sense of diversity. Like, where you trying? Oh, let's put a Hispanic character. Sometimes I hate that. Like, like I like a I like people adding people being diverse on purpose, but sometimes I don't like, especially in. Uh-uh. <laughs> an ensemble like Wakanda, but it, it should be interesting. Uh, I never liked the Wakanda music that much anyway, so <laughs> I mean, it'll be interesting for y'all. I thought it was fun, also, but, you know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm even going talking to these guys, but, um, you know, we're so free. I don't know. Uh, I thought it, it, it's just attempt at doing some sort of diversity here. I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, you can't just have an all-black, uh, <laughs> too much of an all-black cast without putting some, uh, uh, something in it. Um, talk about, what are we going to talk about? I was going to talk about Stacey Abrams. Uh, there's nothing to talk about there. I mean, so far she's been behind in uh, the polls in Atlanta um, in and for the governor. Um, Kemp has, as they say, increased his lead. I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, I think a lot of people are ignoring that, and I think it's hard because like just this week I think I heard a discussion with Roller Martin and some people, and they were talking about the CBC and how people are saying not being fair to the CBC and what they're doing, which is Congressional Black Caucus. But I feel like the Congressional Black Caucus is out of touch. And in this particular discussion Roland was having with some other people, they were talking about how, you know, it's been a lot of misinformation. I said, well, if it has been misinformation out out there, how were they able to get mis... It's hard to get misinformation over on a group that is doing well or that things are happening, the misinformation is coming because people are feeling disconnected from the Congressional Black Caucus, namely black Americans who it was created for. And no longer do you look like you have black Americans in mind. And besides, when you've got the same group of people that have been in there, you are, your intentions might have, that have been in there for years, your intentions might have been well at first. But it's been some of y'all been in there fifty, sixty years, some of y'all new school coming in there doing the same shit the old school doing, and you still have a community that ranks at the bottom in everything. You should be ashamed of yourself talking about any other thing but that community and how to improve it. But if you've been at the top of those communities these communities of leadership and everything like that and you have not seen that community move in that time, not a false movement. Not using celebrities has aspirational movement and stuff, but real movement has a group. And I question <laughs> what are they doing? I mean, really I mean, I really question that. Kinda of interesting. Okay, so but yeah, so I think Stacey Abrams, people like her, are losing because there's a disconnect, and there's a disconnect in the grassroots movement. People, the young people are far more intelligent. The age of the internet, it's like it's almost hard for Black American elites who have, who at one time were gatekeepers, and some of them still are. It's almost hard for them to understand that the internet has broken down your facade. The Internet has given people so much more information. People aren't so quick to believe the stories you tell or the things you say. So it's very interesting, you know. Uh, And so I think Stacey's moving because there's a disconnect. There's an entitlement with black democrats. An entitlement is that all black people which the majority of black people do believe in the in the um you know in with the Democratic Party, but all of us ain't going to make it. All you need is a sliver to start a grassroots movement. And usually everybody comes along eventually. Say they, they lost touch. Especially with black males. So it's very interesting. I I really think that's what's going on. And I'm not surprised she's losing. And you can go get these celebrities out here to try to help your campaign. That's how she was doing that. That doesn't work anymore either. Sorry. It doesn't. It just doesn't. Back in 19, uh, you know, early 2000 might have worked. You know, I just feel like it doesn't. It's it's not going that well, so I'm not surprised she is losing, Okay, It uh, may should we should we go ahead and talk about this? Because you know, I know a lot of you guys were asking me when I was there, "How do you feel about you know what happened to me along? He believe somebody cheated on me along. Yes, I can't believe on somebody cheated on me a lot. Let me just say this, okay? Cheating is a bad thing. Okay, I'm not gonna say it's not okay. But people cheat for various reasons. Not everybody cheats because they're a dog. Now, do I think he may duck up? From what I'm hearing, the more rumors and stuff I'm hearing, he might have been cheating just because he's a dog, right? You know what I'm saying? But. A lot of times people find themselves in scenarios, you know, just they never expect to be. There's different things for different people. It's just like when Layla Rashawn was getting allegedly cheated on, you know, back, you know, we talked about this shit. My personal opinion, this is what I'll tell y'all. Y'all might all think, and this is no just to me alone, but y'all might all think, oh, Neil's so beautiful. Why would he do that? Oh, uh, 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 uh. But y'all don't know Neil.
3: I don't
1: know, Nia. I mean, she seems like a sweet girl, but Nia could be a bitch. I don't know. I don't know what Nia's like. Nia could be the greatest person in the world, doesn't deserve any kind of hurt anything. but that doesn't stop people. People typically don't cheat. Even when you find women, I love there's a story uh Jada, when Jada Pinkett had on Red Table Talks, I think with that, that therapist's name, but she deals in infidelity, and she said she was talking about women when women cheat, and she said, when women cheat, it's always they want to change the story. A lot of times it's they want to change the story. And sometimes that's with a lot of people. There's various things. People get frustrated. People, there's so many things. Or people just are not compatible anymore as couples and are moving apart from each other. And maybe in the midst of that, somebody else, they found another love or something like that. So, you know, the only here's what I say. I know I'm not surprised by Nia alone get cheated on. Cause I don't know Nia. Okay, I don't know what it's like to live with Nia, be in a relationship with Nia. It needs to be none of y'all motherfuckers, right? Uh, Nia could be really sweet, but she could be a hell on wheels to be with. Okay. Um, what I so cheating to me that you know, Holly Berry got cheated on. I mean, Beyonce got cheated on. Okay, I, allegedly. I mean. I mean, no, 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 I'm not surprised. And I don't know how they roll in that relationship, what kind of role, what, how they roll as a couple. Maybe she done played a little bit. Maybe it's in double play. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But I know she's getting, even though it's bad what's happening to her and I feel very sorry for her, it, she's done a lot of great publicity for it. <laughs> I mean, cause this is the most I've heard Mia's name, like, in a long time, like, being out there. So, you know, it's a good time for Scorpio to glow up, okay? I do not believe me alone when they say she thinks she was blindsided. If she was blindsided, I question, I mean, the relationship might have been heading towards being over with anyway. Um, the one thing i say about the Ume Udaka is that, you know, the old folks used to say, back in the day don't find your honey where you make your money okay old folks used to believe that stuff because you know all kind even though I know you at the office all day and stuff but all kind of shit can come about when you when a person messes around with somebody at the fucking office because when you break it off shit can be tense in the place you got to go to eight hours a day you know I have to that, okay? It's just messy, and he knows he's in a full fledged relationship with, with a movie star, and he's out here and he's being sloppy with it. So I know as a Scorpio woman, what I would be speaking, I'd be like, Nicole, you didn't even have the 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 kindness to be right with it." It seemed like he was very sloppy. So that alone started pissing me along off, okay? Um. Again, I don't know what type of relationship they have because Hollywood and today people people's relationship is people's relationships are different. Some people have open relationships and shit like that. They okay with people, you know, each other. But I don't know what Mia was doing out in these streets, okay? Uh but what I do know is this he has a Gemini moon child and he got that what is his son in? I forget what his son was in. Um I don't Doctor's birthday And I saw that Gemini moon I knew what the fuck it was I was like oh no And that's what the Scorpio like huh? The Scorpios like okay? Even though Geminis has to be hard On the Scorpio tip, okay? Uh, But let's see here. Um, uh, He is Is he a cancer? Is he a cancer? Let's see. No, I think he's a Leo. Let's see. And yeah, there's a significant age, like a six-year age difference between them. Um. So I'm not surprised about a lot of the situation that came out uh, uh I mean there's a lot of things that came up. It's a time where, you know, Mercury retrograde points to some it's so many things. Oh, he's a yes, he's a Leo. Okay, so Leo sun and a Gemini moon. Ooh, a don't just say hold on no if it's Leo's and Gemini shit. I'm Leo's too man. But I just say all right. Say Leo's Gemini boo, saying she 'cause you know Gemini like I here's what I suspect. You know, I suspect that that Leah Scorpio sometimes have a hard time in relationships. You know, I suspect Mia knew that this guy might have been a lot of bullshit. But with that Gemini Moon, he may have struck something in her that made her feel alive, made her feel good and Scorpios to love really hard and all these things and stuff like that that she was willing to put up with a lot of his shenanigans and shit. And maybe that's another thing why she didn't want to get married, because she might have known that, hey, he may have had this tendency, you know. So, yeah, I there's nothing surprising to me about what's happened, but it is a good opportunity for her her say to get her ass out here and get back into acting games and everything like that she's gonna to need a to scrubby of going through these transformations in our relationships our love lives our our family lives our friendships and everything so i am not i'm just not surprised by that situation happening with me a uh sure luck okay um uh, but yeah the guy was messy that's one thing i'll say just that's probably the that's the you know, don't be messy with it. And what he probably did, I suspect, because you know some people are saying it's a number of women. I think it's probably more, but I think one of the women allegedly he failed for. It. Like he, he he got he got in that cootie cat, and maybe what was going to be a hidden it was not a hidden quitted. He got he got got, <laughs> and you know he didn't want to let it go. So rumors, that, that's, that's, that rumors out there's those rumors out here okay now also the next thing i wanted to hit up was about lizzo playing uh uh um uh 1813 uh flute from 1813 previously owned by president james madison a lot of people are going why the hell would you he play a flute from a former slaveholder and the way madison fought and stuff like that listen most of the time i agree i understand and you know what, people, if you're a celebrity, you make mistakes because life is coming at you so fast. And I'm going to take a up for Lizzo, Lizzo right here. But let me just say this. Um, let, let me read the article. It's from YahooSports.com. Uh, uh, it says, a century-old crystal Flew once owned by President James Madison got some stage time at Lizzo's show in Washington, D.C. this week. Per DC list, Lizzo was recently given an invitation to come explore the Library of Commerce, a of flutes, prior to the show. After publicly accepting Librarian of Congress Carla Hayden's invitation, Lizzo was indeed given the chance to see the largest flute collection in the world. Um, at the Library of Congress, Communication Director April Slayton said in a detailed post-crown film, the flute's journey with Lizzo provided the perfect moment to get new generations interested in uh, preservation efforts. Okay. Um, so when Lizzo asked if she could play the suit at her Tuesday concert in front of thousands of fans, the library co- collection preservation security teams were up to the challenge. Layton said nothing, noting that the instrument was carefully transferred in a protective container. Furthermore, the fleet travels also stored the enlisting of Library Congress creator uh, a security official all in the name of maintaining their understandably meticulous protection practices um but a lot of people were upset about her choosing to play James Madison's uh flute because of the history and his he was one of those liberal racists that I often talk about. I mean you know he actually wanted to send some of the slaves back to uh like Clinton back to Liberia, all kinds, back to Africa, and all kinds of things. I mean, uh, so a lot of people have problems with her, Lizzo, playing that flute. Now, I'm not surprised, Lizzo, and I'm I'm not going to judge her, but I'm not surprised that she, she played this flute. And the reason why is because celebrity doesn't ask
2: questions.
1: And listen, when you're in the whirlwind of celebrity, stuff is coming at you so fast, so fast. You're bound to make mistakes. Anybody, if you get into that world, you're bound to make mistakes at how you answer a question, how you do this. They're human. That's the first thing I'll say. They're human. And I, I, I like humans to be allowed to make mistakes. However, celebrity could be very messy. Like you know, it's history? It's history because she was playing the flute, and I didn't know at the time it was James Madison. So I was like, "What's that flute for? Was she playing a crystal flute? I didn't know what it was when I saw her on Facebook. She can because they just said it was a two hundred in the description. It was just saying it was a two hundred year old flute. It wasn't saying it was James Madison. So here, upon hearing that, I was like, "Mm, "If you were going to play the flute, maybe you should have asked about the history." This is just for all celebrities that if I got celebrities listening to me, or forget this is something that ever goes, you know, to a celebrity. Let me just say this: when people ask you to things and they're making a big deal out of it being historical and stuff like that, it's just like the the woman king. They're making. They're trying to repackage the woman king that they homie tribe and sell it to you because Hollywood wants to make money. And black actresses have escaped some of their career and hoping to have awards and stuff on it. And they find themselves on the wrong side of the chain. And they can't just say, you know what, listen, I, we didn't, I mean, I hate that we we did this. We worked really hard on the film, but I hate that, you know, I understand how some people may feel. They can't admit they're wrong. Because there's so much investment you know going on, but had they did the research they should have done, then they might have been like Lapido and not Lapita and not gotten into it right uh but now it, it, it they're so caught up in the lie of it that they gotta sell it, okay um and celebrity often gets this way when sometimes it's just good to come out and say. If I'm this old man, I did not realize that, that, you know, what James Madison was as a celebrity, I probably should have read up or something like that. Uh, I understand how playing his flute could have hurt somebody and then explain her own reasoning while she thought it was a good idea to play it. But also acknowledging that people, he was a slave owner and he didn't have good thoughts about black people. Um, he claims to have and wanted some, but but his actions said a little different, okay? So I'm not one of those people that I've never believed in tearing down racist monuments and stuff like that. The reason why there's a reason why uh, I don't believe in stuff like that because I like America to keep that because it'll erase America's history of who it is sometimes. And I you know, sometimes I want things to stay because you'll read, people will start rewriting history, but that's a whole nother story. But I understand how people can be very upset about this. And it is important for celebrity when you get asked to do these things to kind of say, wait a minute, you know. <laughs> What is that flute, and what was James Madison? who was james Madison? Maybe let me need to maybe I need to read up on this. How can this affect me? And the people around them, I blame her team because her team should have been paying attention to that sort of thing and saying, "Hey, wait a minute, you know wait a minute, that's James Madison. okay, maybe we need to but you know a lot of times we get you know people don't have enough smart people around them so she's um uh, I'm eating and talking about. <laughs> She's been heavily criticized this week for playing a soup that was owned by a slave tra- a slaveholder. I mean, to me, now she hasn't said much about it because black black the black Holocaust, which is slavery. A lot of black people are indifferent to it now. They couldn't have got rid of – you couldn't have got a Jewish person up there probably to play something from a Hitler or a Nazi-like character without understanding the context in which they were doing it in or something like that. But black – a lot of these black artists feel like they haven't got to answer nothing. They ain't got to do nothing. And, and that's really bad. I like Lizzo, but you have to be cognizant of when you're to make sure you're not getting used and i understand it's a probably a simple mistake she made because she doesn't probably have the understanding and the know about it and neither did her her people but in the future people should start getting those type of understandings especially when you're going to play something um where you're yelling it's history it's history oh yeah it's history <laughs> Huh? playing a master flute.
2: <laughs> All right,
1: so, you know, yeah, I mean, we, you know, got to be more careful out here. So very interesting is that. What else that I want to talk to y'all about? Mm-hmm.
2: Let's see
1: that. talk about the... Okay, so Rihanna is doing the halftime Super Bowl this year. I'm not surprised that she finally has broken down her stance against, you know, first because for years she was not doing it because uh, of the um, uh, of the uh, Colin Kaepernick thing. But, you know, uh, this is interesting. She's like Maxwell. She doesn't, she isn't putting out no album. Rihanna's selling makeup and all that stuff but it should be interesting to see her halftime, okay? I'm sure it'll be full of sentient savage, okay? Uh, also, <laughs> it, it may be not a record in sight, okay? Um, it'd be interesting to know what may, what her process was in coming. I think I have an idea, but I don't want to share it right now. But what her process was in coming to the thought of doing the Super Bowl when she's been so against it. So it should be interesting. Also, this week, um, Tiffany had, not Tiffany had a shirt. Jaguar Wright is back. She sounds healthy, rested, and good. I feel like Jaguar sounds great. I was listening to one of her lies. Um, She talks about Beyonce's church song, girl. She has such a great perspective on it. I love what she said. She said she sees both ends, but she understands how the church, you know, would be a little bit upset about it. I mean, she has so, so much good. Jaguar, I feel, is in a different place since she took the rest. But she still talking her shit. Now, don't get it right. Jaguar ain't backing down for none of that shit she has said about y'all out there in the celebrity streets, okay? But she it, she seems like she's more clear-headed and leveled and, and ready to hit things from a different perspective. So I'm interested in watching Jaguar right and see where she goes, especially if she gets back into the music scene and stuff like that. But I love the fact that she is really... She's never, she's, being, she's always being real <laughs> about uh, Hollywood. I remember, you know, listening to when she, before the, last year when she talked about the Alicia Keys thing, it was crazy. <laughs> but now when I listen back to some of like Jaguar or stuff, I'm like, she might have had a point out of these streets. But, yeah, I feel like Jaguar writes sounds healthy and, I, you know, it sounds like she's going to be doing more music, getting into podcasting and stuff like that so, uh, it'd be interesting uh to see that happen um the next thing is um we wanted to talk about yeah, I'm gonna do a half time, so uh you know dwayne Wade wanted to limit comments restrictions this week for his daughter uh- uh Z- 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 Wade she had beautiful pictures this week of herself or himself or, you know, they or they, I don't know what the pronoun, uh, uh, you know, dressed up and everything. And it's funny to me that they wanted to limit the comment restrictions for his mental health. And I'm like, what would have limited, that's funny that you want to do that now, when what really would have helped his mental health has if you, personally, if you're so worried about people saying negative comments, why did you put him out here at such a young age to go through this journey before the public when it's such a private journey? I know you're saying, well, I want my child to be an activist at 12. 12 and 13, to me, I still don't believe people know what they want. Okay? But, I mean, it is what it is. But I found that interesting. They said they wanted to when You share comments. I'm like, okay, but you didn't have to have him out there in the first place being the spokesperson for transgenderism at such a young age. It's a baby. So I thought that interesting, okay? I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, just, I don't know. <laughs> but um, let's see what else you want to talk about. <laughs> um. Okay, so I'm going to take a break, but when I get back, I'm going to hear on the STD epidemic in the U.S. What Mariah Carey said about Nick and all his kids and um, uh, one of Nick's, uh, Nick's baby mamas coming to a moment of truth child you know when that truth hits you boy that's some hard shit okay (laughs) meanwhile we're gonna listen to k-stop cry after seven it's the ct show i'll be back in a moment I am back y'all It is late night You doing hot topics uh, Man uh, What else do you got to talk about out here I really want to talk to y'all about um, First of all I want to talk to y'all about These talk shows up in these streets Okay I got a chance to see some of the talk shows this week I'm going to tell you this You know I do like Drew Barrymore Drew Barrymore is growing on me Because she's different Today. I kinda like Jennifer. Kinda. Not a lot. I don't know. I did I talk about this the other week about Jennifer Hudson. I don't think I did. Jennifer has I think I, maybe I did talk about it in the show about Jennifer has to be more realistic. Uh, Jennifer is giving me, uh, yeah. When I won the Grammy, when I won the Emmy, and it's like daytime talk show is about relatability, and and, and, I, and she's got to do a better job of re of relating to um the average uh, person home during daytime. I I just feel like it's. Uh, I don't know. She's interesting. I don't know. I will say that Tamron. Um, she Tamron dyed her hair back black. Child, and she had an interview with Kimberly this week. Tamron Hall. Uh, let me just say, Sherry Shepherd show. The the more I see Sherry, the worse it is. I, I hate to say I'm sorry, Sherry. mm The show needs a lot of help. That's an honest assessment, okay? Um, I think Sherry's the worst out of them. But I do um, really – I love – Cameron; has great guests. Uh, Jennifer, it's just – I'm just having a little – I like Jennifer personally, but it's talk show host. I feel like there's a, a lack of related, relatability a little bit, okay? So, um, talk about Kimberreal, okay? So it says, two months ago, problematic gospel singer, this is from, uh, Kimber Kimberreal got canceled once again after making nasty comments about poor and ugly people from the pool pit. Kim does more damage by trying to clean up her mess on the Cameron Hall show. The full interview is not online, but the majority of Twitter reactions from fans who watched it live all agree Kim should not have gone to the Cameron show. Even fans of Kim was saying the decision was a bad one. So let's see. Uh, Listen, let me just say this, too. Cameron Hall is in a desperation. This is my personal opinion with the blind here and everything. Something is happening in Rating Central. Something is telling her something. Because I can see how Cameron has been moving a lot for the last couple of um, uh, 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 months, and she has been moving in ways that does not seem like her. Cameron is trying her damnedest to be relatable, and maybe that's the problem because you're simply not. Talk show host game is so hard when you're not Oprah or Carissa <laughs> or
2: me. Or <laughs>
3: right,
1: maybe you know what I'm saying about me. I mean, it, 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 it's a hard game to be relatable. Or Tasha Kate, You don't want am saying? it's a hard. Or Wendy. And Wendy does such a good because Wendy was not relatable. Wendy is a larger than life figure, but she, where people love Wendy, even though Wendy's, you know, she gives off all the fabulosity and she's that neighbor, that loud, like, neighbor that you may know who loves to gossip or to talk about the hot, that people can relate. Even though there's a certain part of Wendy Defense, says, Cameron Hall is, you know, it's like they told Oprah. Remember, Oprah used to tell us. Oprah told the story about how, when she was a, um, when she was a, a reporter on the beat, you know, she talked about how she just was not good at it. She said she would get out there and start crying and trying to help the families and stuff. Uh, uh, she would try to be uh, trying to help the families and trying to help people. <laughs> And she said, you know, it just didn't work. She couldn't focus on the news story and tell the story. And talk show host was a gift because on the talk show, be that way. She can give, she can tell the story in her own way and stuff like that. Well, what Oprah had problems with newscasting, Cameron's excellent at. And what Cameron has problems with is a talk show host. It's like she was at the Essence Fest. She came at the Essence Fest. I think she had been drinking. And she was like, ah. I was like, oh. She's one of the people where you like, come on, go back now. You know you ain't, that ain't how you do. I don't know. It's just, she has great guests. It's just I don't feel like the talk show game is Tamron Hall's game. I love Tamron Hall, the ID channel, and Dateline, and stuff like that, because that's her lane. A good Morning America Bouncing Off of Others or something. What was she on before? Today Show or something like that? Yeah. But talk show, I know it might be a dream, but you're simply not relatable. Even though you try to be. And the more she tries to be, it seems like people don't, might not buy it, like the blonde hair. And this interview with with Now I'm gonna have a very different perspective. I haven't even seen it yet. I just saw a little piece of it. I didn't really see the whole thing. I'm gonna have a little different perspective because I think a lot of times people take video clips of Kim Burrell, and it's really people are angry at Kim Burrell because of her stance. I think about homosexuality in the church. Can I say this? And this is where I I I separate with people because the church has a right to its Views. And the church is the only one that gets knocked for this. But, you know, there are other groups of religions that don't believe in homosexuality, and that's their right to do so. And I think that Kim has said some things in the past that people have not taken to, and it's kind of hurt Kim Burrell. But let me just say this. Kim Burrell can sing her ass out. But we all do. I'm sure, listen, we all say things sometimes that – that are that can look bad or not, this and that. And so I don't want to knock Kimber real because as you go through my shows, I say a lot of, I said a lot of shit on here to me. I'll be like, what the fuck was she talking about? You know, it's something like that. I mean, I have a right to be, I say this all the time. I've got a right to have an opinion and evolve from it. I have a right to change as a human being. I have a right to growth. And I feel the same way for Kimber Hill. We have such a society that just put, makes it so hard on people, and so. Uh, but let's let's take a listen. I think it's going to be for my first time hearing a lot. Most of it, I just heard a little piece of it. So let's let's listen to some of this interview. Mm-hmm. Something laughed. people didn't. Social media. Something now. Yeah. And this is why people
3: don't go to church. There was no Jesus. How are you going to preach the word and put people down at the same time? That's not righteous. How do you
2: feel? Well, i trying to How feel
3: this. Now? How do I feel now?
2: I feel great
3: uh, because my intent. To um, so what I was first, thank you for allowing me to come on, asking me to come on, and uh, thank Always more than one um, there's a jargon that happens in the church, that the charismatic black church is a lingo. And um, some things we say that people have which in church, which feels like when you see those cameras in the church, now it's in truth and about that, because for those who don't understand it, they're lot of misinterpreted with what it means. Um, I've been in church too long uh, then I tell them for my faith too long
2: to deliberately
3: hurt. I'm not as very spiritually, physically challenged to the degree that I have to choose people to. Engage. So overall, when you have more than one person giving their opinion about one other person, the majority is probably is going to win. A lot of people get on the bandwagon. So if you ask me, how do I feel? Um, uh, about my words now or about how it made people feel about your words. I feel the same way I felt that night. My intentions were pure. I was making an analogy. Actually, I was honoring the pastor about being there, and I was making an analogy about his personality. I just didn't work to where they would what I said. ripping, was it? Was that lib, Or were, did you know you were going to say that when you went on there? It was completely Adlin. I didn't have a plan to... uh Certain thing. It, was, it was a form of encouragement for to those who could hear in that way. There are some people who go, you telling people not to live in a trailer home? That's not what I said. I, I compared a trailer home to mansion living. I, it was metaphorically speaking. Everybody wants to turn my words into accusing people that if you have a, a certain kind of financial status, that I was speaking. Okay.
2: Let me
1: just say this. I wouldn't have went on Tamron Hall. Tamron looks ready to attack. Tamron is part of a clique. She wants to be part of a clique that, uh, that the, it's a certain type of celebrity clique that I, I, I see it all the time out there. Tamron was there to attack. She was ready to attack. I know y'all don't like Kimberly. And there is a lingo. They say jokes and shit like that, really, in church all the time. People before cameras were there and stuff like that. And a lot of people get angry about this. Well, sometimes there be a lot of people that don't go to church. (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, and some people do, you know, go to church. But for the most part, you know, Kim may have been, you know, you take a little segment. I'm not trying to take it forward, but you can take a little segment of a video and I think and and it gets blown all out of proportion
2: uh I mean
1: she may have a crude demeanor there's i let me just say this, okay, for you people who. For people who are outside church, I, I used to love, I went to a church years ago, one of my favorite churches, and there was a pastor there who still preaches, preaches today, the gospel, one of my favorite, to me, the greatest Bible scholar, one of the greatest Bible scholars of the 20th, 20th century. I would put him up there, and Pastor George Westlake is still preaching. I would put George Westlake up there with C.F. Lewis. People like that, right? Uh, He used to say at church that the church is a hospital. You get all kinds of people in church. You're not supposed to go to church to find perfect people. Perfect people don't exist, okay? The church, yes, the church has standards because God has standards. But all the time people in the church don't live up to this. They are, but preachers in the are still to deliver the word of God because humans don't live up to the standard. Doesn't mean it's not what they consider the word of God. Still have to deliver the word, even being imperfect. Um, when people say, "Oh, she has an evil demeanor," she has a, You're gonna find all kind of people in church with not so good demeanors, not so this and that. Not I'll, I'll, especially if you're looking at. Most people don't understand, and I, I get it. You say, well, I just am not with Christianity, okay? Then that's fair. That's what you want to say. But the Christian church has never been about people being good.
2: You
1: know, I can't, I'm not a preacher, but I, I've been in church long enough. I've been in church thing long enough to know what, the, it doesn't mean that you don't have standards. It doesn't mean that you you don't transform when, you're, when you come into a relationship with, God as far as Christianity is concerned, but however, Christianity is such a thing. This week, it's been this big thing about Jeffrey Dahmer. People have been talking about Jeffrey Dahmer again because of the Netflix thing. I even saw a thing the other night about Jeffrey Dahmer. It's so weird. I had a dream about Jeffrey. I had a weird dream. I don't know what the hell I was reading about that for, But, but uh one of the things I remember was a controversy about Jeffrey Dahmer, because, you know, people were saying that he was a born-again Christian or something when he was in jail, and people were like, oh, my God, how in the world could he go to heaven and everything like that. Okay, and this is going to sound crazy, but this is a to give you a, a, a understanding of what Christianity is. Christianity says there's not one good person among anybody. All of you have fallen short. All of you have sinned. Jeffrey Dahmer's sin is no greater than your lie, lie. Even though his is more horrible, in God's sight, all sin is sin. Right? That's Christian uh, allure. The Christian ideals and principle is that sin is sin. And that you need a favor to forgive you, which is where you come in. and all this stuff. But here's the thing. If in Christianity's mind um, a person like Jeffrey gets salvation, in which we don't know if he did, he could go to heaven. Because Christianity is about not because about you being good. It's about you accepting Christ and changing to be good. Right? So you could have done lots of hideous things and still given help. Because Christianity is about it's, none of you are good. Nobody's good. <laughs> so it's a strength. So to me, Kim Burrell comes out of that uh those ideas and principles. And so if you're not a church person, you might not understand some of her perspective. You might not understand she's not a perfect person. She may say things that are not right. And I hate that she went on the show like Tamron Hall to do this. I wish she would have maybe sat down and did an Internet thing with somebody like Bishop Jakes or uh, maybe uh, uh, another pastor, you know, like uh, somebody like Brian Keith Williams or, or, or so they could have a, a fair talk about faith. Because Karen may be, they, like, she's like, Yolanda Addison, my friend, going through Yolanda Addison. She was on there trying to, it was like when, Oprah years ago, when Tony Braxton talked about Oprah and she said that she never, she allegedly, Tony Braxton was very upset about the interview when she went bankruptcy, bankrupt. And the rumors were that Oprah was planning to attack her. And she felt that and it never was there. I felt like Tamara was trying to do shit like that, some shit like that. Like Tamara was there to attack Kim Burrell. To me, a mistake. For Kim to go on, which he probably, I would have probably set up an internet interview, maybe a live with Bishop Jakes or a live with maybe Joel Osteen or somebody like that. Who can have those conversations with you and an understanding of what the church environment is like? Because I have a feeling that Tamron might go to church, but she doesn't understand the charismatic church environment, as she the same. And that's a very different – the charismatic black church is a very different environment, okay? Uh, so, yeah, I felt like Tamron Howe was on the attack. My perspective is different, and she needs probably raising. She's probably fighting for her life. There's two other black girl talk show hosts out there, plus Kelly Clarkson and shit. She's really fighting for her her newscaster life, because she should be a newscaster on Good Morning Today show or something. And she out here trying to hold on to that talk show. I mean, I get it. I understand. It is <laughs> what it is, okay? Uh, the next thing, what do I want to talk y'all about of uh, it? But, uh, but yeah, I do think, yeah, I. I don't know. Um, Okay, so let me listen. I want this is the part where she talked about Yolanda Adams. I haven't heard this part, so let me see. I didn't hear the whole interview, so I'm just kind of talking. But let's listen. Um, I was far more disappointed than I was surprised that
3: they had something negative to say. I'm disappointed because we've all share the same stage and background back rooms and brain rooms. And some of their public discipline conversation is somewhat opposite of what it is behind stage. I'm not gonna to do to them what they did to oh, me. No, no, no. I I am talking about their ability to be negative towards a name that they built up for so many years. And and that's disheartening. Because especially when people can call you, I would have much preferred, especially deal with gospel. Yolanda Adams, who were both from Houston, Texas, to pick up a cell phone and say, hey, I have a career to and I can't agree with, with your stats right now. I need to say something different to my public. So I'd rather, i rather, I would have preferred that to call and say, we've been in the gospel game too long together, and this is negative. This is this looks really, really bad. So I'm not going to be able to affiliate with you. I was I was the perspective that said, hey. Do what you got to do, but at least we haven't understanding. Well, I mean, and let me be clear here. Deron is a friend of mine as well, so, I am mean, also from Texas. So, and I did not want to turn this into a. Cause I don't know what happened behind this thing, but I'm asking if you wanted more time, or you said there was more of a backstory to what you said on the culprit, not the interpersonal relationships
2: of
1: two people. And that's why Tamri – is not going to work in the talk show game. Tamron is too busy trying. See, Wendy would have loved that. Uh, Wendy would have said, well, wait a minute, Yolanda, call you up. She has a reporter. Tamron Hall got too many friends in celebrity video, so she's not going to make a great talk show host. Oprah already did that, Tamron. You can't do the Oprah game. Oprah did it, and she did it to fucking perfection. You can't do that. It's already been done, so you look boring. And that is, she's not your friend at the time. At the time, you are there as a host to navigate Kim's story. Uh, DeLanca is my friend, too, and I'm from Texas. That, you just, it was just so, I, it was so crappy. But she was talking about from a gospel singer and somebody in the church background that she's in. But you don't understand that. Oprah would have got that because Oprah's from that background. But you don't understand it. You're trying to pretend like you all that. She, you, Tamara wants to pretend like she's a girlfriend. Tamara's really not. And I wish Tamara would just be yourself. okay? I just don't like Tamara. So I really wish she'd be yourself. okay? <laughs> uh, the thing is, here's the here's thing. I feel Kim is right. It's better you call it, because a lot of these gospel artists, I'm not saying, I'm not talking about Yolanda, I don't know Yolanda's business, but a lot of these gospel artists out here do talk like that behind the scenes, do being, but because they've come into celebrity and cancellation culture and all this stuff, they will, they will act like the world. Oh, I can't be bothered with you because you said this and stuff like that, but you're the church. So you're supposed to be a little different. Hey, Kim is my friend. I understand. That's Hey, that's how we talk in church. Maybe sometimes it ain't right. Maybe we, we got to get better on that. But that's not going to change me from loving on her. But church people, you know, she is not somebody who's out there wilding out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Kimberrell, I mean, I haven't seen that. I don't know. If that's a, that, That's not what the argument's about. The argument's about what she said. Now a lot of them would be hanging around. Listen, I know I grew up in that kind of with singers' environments and stuff like that. And some of those, <laughs> you talk about like rock and roll stars. Shit, some of these gospel. No, 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 no. I'm talking about groupies. <laughs> Y'all don't want
3: Y'all want
1: you know, I, I remember. I'm thinking to going to do it, boy. My granny, who used to, my grandma, she's to host, all, like, MC, all, like, big gospel shows and stuff to come to our house, she's just radio, DJ, all kind of stuff. So my grandmother, big gospel grew a big, big, a lot of times, you know, my grandparents, I grew up, they knew all these singers and stuff. And so I was out, you know, I was probably about 22, 23 years old, you know, and I came to one of her church, her things. And uh, the uh, this uh, this man from this big gospel group I will not say today, <laughs> but big 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 gospel group. So I'm there. I'm you know, and I'm you know, I'm shapely. I'm 22. I'm shapely. I'm you know, I'm out there. You know, and I'm looking like you know, I'm looking hot. I'm cute. You know, for, and so he's really trying to talk to me. And he says, my grandma Sashay over there talking about it. so. You're know, trying to talk to me when I was young. now you try to talk to my uh you try to talk to my daughter and now you're my grandbaby. He's like, Oh, Kobe <laughs> It's your grandbaby or whatever. But he was he was talking like uh, not a church person. <laughs> so it'd be all kind of, this is, sometimes in church circles, they can't be trying to get themselves Because Sometimes it'd be some wild stuff going on. My... <laughs> so I get what Kim was talking about. It'd be different if you personally call her, okay? So I don't like the way y'all treating Kim Burrell out of these streets. Do I agree with Kim Burrell and how she says things? Shit, no. But people make mistakes, okay? And Kim, if they do have that kind of lingo and stuff in the black, black church where they joke and stuff like that, and it's a lot of people that hate the church and they just start nitpicking everything, okay? So, yeah, and Kim is, Cameron, this is why your talk show host game is bad. Yon yeah, is my friend too, and I'm from Texas. I'm like, so? she don't care. I mean, it seemed like you was on the attack from the moment. Like somebody had put you up. Like you want to you weren't there to hear the story. You were there to come on the side of the majority of the people. Oh, let me be and it doesn't make you relatable. Like, you think it makes you relatable. You think that by being like everybody else, even if you really don't believe it, it makes you relatable, and it doesn't. It just makes you a far worse talk show host. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm going to be like what everybody else on social media is out here doing, and I'm going to attack her because everybody else is. Instead of being a great reporter, because you're normally a reporter, you're a good reporter, and you could have reported that from a non-biased thing. But because you're so desperate to keep that talk show on the air. How many years did I give her? I think I gave her two. Three years, I gave her three. Because so the Queen Latifah was two. I said three for camera maybe I'll give her a four because, you know, they may have nothing to place. They may not have anything to replace the talk show, so sometimes they keep them on a little longer than they have to because so they ain't got nothing to replace it. Maybe give Tamron four to five. She, she on her way out, though, especially with Jennifer up in there and Sherry. I know Sherry's about to – I feel like Sherry going to be Nick Cannon in a second. And she don't get it together. Sherry, you got to get it together. Sherry going to be Nick Cannon in a second. She going to get it together. But Cameron is a Cameron with saving Tameron saving grace is her guest. And Cameron has had Wendy Williams topics but she's no Wendy Williams. You know what I'm saying? It's just a hard you know, it's a hard game. It's a hard, hard, hard idea. I don't know, I just don't believe talk show games for Tamron. I'd rather see Cameron on Good Morning America than the day show. She is. Save her ass. Put her ass out of her vision. So maybe we can do this in lesson three. And you know, I wanna root for black women. But I don't wanna root for somebody who who shouldn't be doing it. You know, I was having this discussion the other day with one of my um uh one of my people at school. And we was having this discussion about about uh, uh, uh um gospel singers who really should be singing R&B? They really couldn't make it in R&B, and so they came over and try to sing gospel. And how they just not anointed for you? Just like ooh, and gospel is not one like you got some R&B artists that can do both. Like y'all know who I think can do both? Fantasia, Fantasia Barina. Like geez, okay, she can do both. She's annoying to do. She can do rock. She can do gospel. She's a Rita. Okay, but there, it's a dangerous thing when you pick up a mic and start singing gospel and you ain't got no anointing. Ooh, because you got to be anointed. You got to be like spiritual. You got. I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to be nothing. I can't be. Because that's a spiritual move. And them demons becoming, you know. Them demons be coming up at you singing that gospel. You can't, so you can't be – I'm going to tell you so. Let me tell you people who can't make it in rock and you try yourself because this is a particular artist. There's a couple of particular artists that i seen over there doing rock, doing gospel, and they, really did, they they couldn't make it in rock, and so they tried to do gospel. Let me tell y'all, them demons will whoop y'all ass. Y'all better quit that. It's terrible. It's like, you know, it's like didn't. <laughs> but it's, why I said that is because it's the same thing for Tamarins. I can tell it's working on her. It's it's over the top. She can't find her balance as a talk show host. Maybe because she's just not anointed for that. Maybe you're you're anointed for a morning show host or to have an ensemble or to um, maybe do, uh, and this is like this, or maybe do uh, something like, uh, what is it? What <laughs> is it? The uh, dateline and all that stuff. I, I want to cheer the black women on, but I don't want to cheer you on for nothing you just ain't good at. You know what I'm saying? Or nothing that you're you not at least finding your balance at. It doesn't mean you can't be good at it, because I believe you, you could, but you'd have to find who you are. Talk show hosts, especially daytime, requires you know who you are in order to be relatable. And she has a relatability problem just like Jennifer, but in a different way. Jennifer's actually more relatable than her. And that's saying a lot. But, you know, I'll leave that alone. <sighs> the baby claims he slept with Megan the and then he was like, you know what, I don't even really talk. I don't like men. You know what I'd hate? I hate men who kiss and tell.
0: Ugh, it's the
1: worst the worst to even put in the rap song. What a bum. Megan, be more discerning, but what a bum to do that. Such a private moment, allegedly, that happened between, and you know, I hate liars, especially when because there's men, I've had men lie. I don't like liars. I don't like, but I don't especially don't like if I have shared an intimate moment with somebody and they put it on blast. You talk about I think that is some foul, funky ass shit. Like you put it in a fucking song. I asked, that's what make me say, "What
3: the fuck? Who's what?" The?
1: Just, ugh, it's just I'm oh, the baby. Ugh. I ain't, I ain't any type of that. It's just not even work. I don't think me. I don't think that's a good thing to do. About Mariah talking about she can't keep track of all Nick's babies. Mariah I don't talk about that yet. You get to it. because Nick, I don't got time to be playing with Nick can on these streets. Nick be wasting my time. Nick had his tenth or eleventh baby this week. Is it number I think it's number eleven or twelve? I, they say tenth, but no, nah, I think it's the one you gotta count the one that that passed away, the baby poor baby that had but because it's, it's still it's still one of his children, but um. Yeah, Mariah Carey. I think they asked Mariah this week. Let's
4: see where is it at. Um, let's
1: see. I have it up. Oh, they asked Mariah about. She said, "Mariah Carey, this is according to Brand dot com, Mariah Carey doesn't keep." track of her ex-husband, Nick Cannon's continuously growing family and baby mamas. She said, there's too many. It looks like Mariah Carey isn't phased by Nick Cannon's decision to continue to grow his family with multiple women. As you may recall, the legendary singer Mariah Carey was making a parent from 2008 to their divorce in 2016. The exes share 11-year-old twins, Monroe and Mariah a source close to the We Belong Together song just recently opened up in regards to Mariah's involvement with Nick's large family and the number of girlfriends and in the entertainer seemingly has. The insider said, Mariah doesn't keep up with Nick's babies and baby mamas. There's too many to keep up with. However, the source said that said that Mariah Carey wants the best for the TV host. She's happy and she wishes him to be the best. They still co-parent well together and have a relationship as co-parent. Um, let me just say this, okay? Um... One of the baby mamas this week, I mean, it was a couple of weeks ago, she was, she came on Twitter and she because the baby was crying in the middle of the night, keeping her up, you know, real shit. And one of the women told her, why don't you get a night nurse? And she said, who's going to pay for it? <laughs> real shit, okay? Because you know what that shit tells me. The money pot is not as big as you think, Okay. So um, and I'm like, shit. Well, She's like Nick. She's like, when well, Nick didn't had to pay, you know, women start making excuses. Because a lot of these girls think that it's a badge of honor to not get child support. It's not a badge of honor to not get child support. Look it a fuck. Get child support. Being a full time mother requires you to get child. You no, know, you should want to get child support, men. Now nothing ridiculous, but child support for a woman who takes care of your child, like that kid, that woman was up in the middle of the night. See, she the she got a it was a blast of reality that hit her ass, and it's me. And it was people having means of talking about Nick Cannon sleeping while his baby mama's a <laughs> nursing babies and stuff, because being um, I remember my grandma and you say baby uh, mom uh, when they say baby, uh, mama's baby, daddy's maybe. You to say about people, mama's baby, daddy's baby, honey, meaning that mamas have the majority, usually, not all the time, but usually mothers, because there's some fathers who take care of children, but for the most part, mothers, most mothers in our society are the, the caretakers and caregivers of children, and that is not an easy job to do. And so what she said, night, know, but see, you could get a night nurse from Nick if he hadn't been fucking around and having so many kids out here. He probably can't afford to give you a night nurse. You probably scared to ask him for a night nurse because you like, you know, you don't think you you trying to be some sort of guy. I don't want to seem like I'm taking his money when you, that's all the fuck you probably really dare for from a lot of y'all. So, I mean, for status and some of his money. So the whole thing is, though, but when he's making reckless decisions, having a bunch of babies, it's hard to share a little money pot. And that's why I want you women to think about it. Think about this girl who said she was up in the middle of the night keeping nursing her baby alone. Time out. Who's going to pay for the night nurse, okay, when her man is supposed to be Nick Cannon, okay? So listen here. Okay, girls, let's establish some things right now. It is not a badge of honor to not ask for child support when you're doing the majority of the fucking work. Definitely do so unless he's dangerous or crazy or something like that. But you should ask for child support. And you should be able to say, hey, especially if you got other things going on and stuff like that in your own life and career, hey, how do you feel about a night nurse? Can you help me with that? You should not feel. She shouldn't say who's gonna pay for that.
0: Yeah, who? The fuck? Yeah, who?
1: Nick. Yeah. And you know that's the thing. What What's great about you know
3: uh,
1: polygamy? At least because men are required to be husbands to ten women, and like, I be husband like. I'm sure they fall short, but I'm just saying. If he was a polygamist, and you know, he, it'd be make more sense because he, he he could. He'd has to take care of he has to provide for you something, okay? So, you know, I just want to tell women out here who may be future uh, McCann and baby mamas or future other men's baby mamas, consider the cost of who you having a baby with and what that looks like, even if it's a wealthy man. What can it look like? What's next? I touched on my STDs. Oh, that's a good segue. Nick Cannon. and not saying Nick got an STD, but, you know, he be having common with sex. So, you know, this is good. STD epidemic in U.S. is out of control, warrants experts, CDC. It's according to the New York Post it says sharply rising cases of some sexually transmitted disease, including you know, a 26% rise in new syphilis infections reported last year, are prompting U.S. health officials to call for new prevention and treatment efforts. It is imperative imperative that we work to rebuild, innovate, and expand STD prevention in the U.S. I told y'all y'all I thought it was 1979 and Studio 54, it's just that they, I told you, I, I, I tell y'all, y'all better be careful. There's monkeypox and super gonorrhea. I ain't going to back all that shit up. <laughs> okay? And the CDC is trying to tell y'all. They're trying to warn y'all ahead of time because something big coming down the pipe. They already know. They know. Right? They're they, they trying to tell y'all. Y'all better calm the fuck down. It's the infection rates for some STDs, including gonorrhea and syphilis, have been rising for years. Last year, the rate of syphilis reached the highest since 1991, and the total number of cases hit the highest since 1948. HIV cases are also on the rise, up 16% last year. An international outbreak of monkeypox, which is being spread mainly between men who have sex with other men, has further heightened the nation's worsening problem with disease spread mostly through sex. Okay, David Harvey, Executive Director of National Coalition of STD Directors, called the situation out of control. Officials are working on new approaches to the problem, such as home test kits for STDs that will make it easier for people to learn that they are affected and take steps to prevent spreading to others. Another expert said a core of any effort must work to increase the use of condoms. It's pretty simple. More sexually transmitted infections occur when people are having more unprotected sex. These babies who are in the little circle, that includes his ass too. Uh, um, said Dr. Mike, saying an infectious disease expert for the University of Alabama at Birmingham. Syphilis is a bacterial disease that surfaces as genital sores that so can ultimately lead to severe symptoms and death if less Untreated, you guys should read this or I post it up on myself. My listeners know. My listeners are informed. I've been talking about super gonorrhea. I've been talking about all that for years. I've been telling y'all about that. What was the one? The cancer mouth? The mouth oil cancer? People, because people been doing a lot of different. Child, they out here. We talk about it on this show. Hey, I'm trying to tell you. I don't want y'all to count up. I don't shit. I don't want nobody to count up. Damn, yeah. Okay, <laughs> it can be anybody. You can be anybody. <laughs> okay, so I was just telling you, wrap it up. Okay? If you don't know a motherfucker very well. Wrap that shit up, okay? And the ones you know, you might need to get tested every now and then. Okay, so you know, it's a lot of shit going on in these streets. Okay? I would ask you to ask me alone, Ume and Doka, but that's another story. You know, you got to even, you got to even ask the words that you're getting before. Lead, test, know, It's real out here. People happen. Shit happens. Shit happens. People cheat. And some people be out here cheating with no time. Allegedly, rumors have it that that might have been what he was doing up there in these Celtic streets. Allegedly. That's allegedly rumors out here because people are saying unconfirmed pregnancies. Ladies. I don't know if that's true. That's real fucked up. I know Leah Long is like, N-n-n-age. okay. she, she, she probably going to that was the case. Okay. But, child, that's why I say watch yourself. Protect yourself at all costs. I'm at the end of the show. I'm not at the end. you are like, like, Carlotta, you crazy. <laughs> uh, I talked about cooking. Uh, yeah, I could pray the end. Wow, y'all. It's been fun. Oh, my God, I got to go class in the morning anyway. Okay, so listen. We'll have another discussion sometime. I don't know when. But you guys if you you know, you miss me, you can always listen to the archives and stuff like that for more archive shows. I know somebody y'all some somebody was telling me y'all was trying to get older archive shows and some of them weren't playing. I don't know why that is. Maybe because they're the video I mean the audio is so long. Sometimes you may have to download it. That's the only thing I could tell you. I'm I'm not sure. It's like they you guys have tried to listen to older, older ones. So yeah, so uh Good luck on that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'll look, I'll find out what it could be, but, uh, and if I, you know, I, you know I'm i thinking this, but maybe you may have to download it or something like that, okay? But you guys, have a wonderful, wonderful week ahead of you. Uh, it, it's, it's happy October. We're already at October. It's unbelievable. Uh, a month from my birthday, a, a, a few weeks from Halloween. Oh, my God, so much happening in the month of October. Expect the unexpected, huh? Cover's good in a good way, right? In a good way. <laughs> all right, you guys. Expect good things, right? the unexpected good things, all right? So that's what I'm gonna say to you guys, all right. Not negative, but unexpected good things. All right, you guys. Have a wonderful, um Okay. Y'all have mine. Trying to see if I have it. <laughs> you guys, I be trying. I be telling y'all have a wonderful week, but I'll be having it having up. What I want to? Okay, Yeah, So you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. I'm getting off a little early. I know. I know. I know. Um, this is supposed to be an early show. I gotta get. Out. You know what? I'm getting ready to watch out, even though I had to get up early in the morning. But I am getting ready to watch Dragon because I needed to see <laughs> The House of Dragon. <laughs> The Dragon House or whatever the name of the shit. Game of Thrones, part two, shit, whatever. But I'm here to watch that. But you guys, have a wonderful rest of your week. Have a good one. I'm out. We're leaving now with Estelle. Fall in love, her and John Legend. See y'all. Bye. Oh, and remember... You I'm not coming back on. Remember, you can hit me up. If you're listening to my, the sound of my voice, you're listening to the archive. Hi, archive listeners. You can listen, uh, you can hit me up at the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can hit me up at my Instagram, Carly underscore galaxy. You can also hit me up on Twitter, Carlotta72 and see Chatwood Show. Okay, you can follow on Twitter. Okay, uh, you guys, thank you so much. Yeah, and I do have a TikTok account, but there's nothing there technically yet. <sighs> <laughs> so you know, uh, when I start using TikTok more, I'll give it to y'all. Okay, I'm out. Have a good one. See y'all. Houston, I'm living in the field. Bye. <laughs>